welcome back to another episode of the Gifted Performance Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to like the video and subscribe for future content. For more information about our one-on-one coaching and other training or nutrition options, visit giftedperformance.com. Our newest feature, the Gifted Express, offers premium programming for bodybuilders, powerlifters, Olympic weightlifters, and lifestyle clients for only $30 a month. Enjoy the video. We'll see you on the next one. And as always, stay gifted. Welcome back, guys. Another episode of the GPP. We are on episode nine of season two. Hope you like season two so far. It's been a shift from the norm in terms of how we kind of structure things. And we're going to keep that going today. We've got a really fun episode today. We are going to look at a... I guess hilarious. I, I, I'm going to let Jason kind of describe how the interaction went. Uh, a, a hilarious interaction between an Angus Bradley, an Australian fella, a bloke, if you will, and uh, everyone's favorite N1 founder, CEO, uh, Kasem, the podcast that they did together. If you want to listen to that podcast, obviously finish this one first, and then that link is going to be down below. And then we're going to move in. No, nah, just go. You're not missing shit. Just go listen to it. <laughs> and then, no, what they would miss is the next part, which is where we are going to listen to your voicemails. So we have set up a voicemail line at Gift Performance. We posted it on our story. We will make sure that there is a link in the bio. You can call in at any time, leave us questions, leave us your funny remarks, troll us, do whatever you want. And every once in a while, we will respond live on the podcast. We don't listen to these in advance. We have no idea what's coming. We're just going to listen and we're going to tell you what we think. But let's start off first with a little bit about Angus Bradley. Has anyone scrolled this guy's content? Like, have you guys spent any time looking at his stuff? I, I've looked at a few posts just from I mean, Tom. I didn't even know who he was. So I've shared yeah. his stuff before. Um, I think he has some some decent posts on here. A lot of it is like education adjacent shit posting which I'm not against uh, in the slightest, but yeah, so. And you know what this guy makes me, he, he seems like the dude that is almost really fun to know in real life, but you can't talk about training or shit at all because you just get a bunch of, well, really fucking, you know what I mean? I think we've all been that guy like at one point. Who says fuck optimal? Yeah. I don't understand that. This is like a performance coach. <laughs> oh, Dom, Dom, you need to listen to that podcast. Uh, yeah, you got to listen to the podcast. So a lot of it is, you know, fuck optimal is his response to like the biomechanics obsession of like, if you don't move perfectly, like you're really, really fucking up. Like you're going to hurt yourself. Like it's going to deteriorate your joints over time. So his whole thing to like attract eyes to his content is this fuck optimal. Like, don't worry about optimal move in the way that your body wants to move and it'll self-select its way into efficiency over time. So like, dude, I don't have a problem with that for most people, right? Like, because the most optimal, like one, we, we've had this bodybuilders or like the evidence-based crowd have been having that argument forever that it is a, a spectrum based on uh, all the variables around what you're doing and, and your life. But like, you know, 
trying to find the most optimal shit is just so highly specific to a, a, a person, right? Like maybe an elite bodybuilder with a back that's lagging extremely like, yeah, they need to go find the most optimal for that lagging body part, but they don't necessarily need the most optimal for everything else. Like they have muscle groups that just fucking grow from just f doing whatever, you know what I mean? So why, why spend a bunch of mental energy and time into like trying to optimize like like what's a bodybuilder with massive biceps fucking like phil heath had great arms right yeah. it's like if he like he, he he wouldn't it would be a waste of time for him to fucking like break open a bunch of textbooks and make sessions with kasim where when he's like yeah actually i only train my arms once every other week because they're so gifted <laughs> it was uh so I, when I listened to the podcast, there, there was kind of two things I picked up. One thing was, so Angus, <laughs> as I'm listening, and I, I, had, I wasn't familiar with his content at all. So when I was listening to him, what I imagined he looked like was like Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. Because his presentation, like he's laughing the entire, it seemed like he has that weird condition where he just laughs as he's saying things the entire time. And I'm not sure if he was doing that because he was poking so many holes and he was really fucking with Kasim the entire time that he was just really having a good time with it. But Kasim, am I saying, is it Kasim? Is that right? It's Kasim. Sure. Kasim. Is it? <laughs> hey, can I ask you, what is, a, uh, what is the whitest dude on earth doing with that name? Where did that name, where did that come from? I apologize, Coach Kasim. I can't do it. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, that fella, he takes himself very seriously. And I think that is one of the, I don't want to say it's an issue in exercise science. I think I'd made that comment the other day in the chat where I was like, you're, you're an exercise scientist. Like a portion of what you do involves jumping jacks. You're not a neuroscientist. You're not an astrophysicist. Like why take yourself so seriously is where I kind of like listening to the podcast. That was immediately what I thought of. Like, why is this guy so serious? It just seemed. Dude, and I'm going to uh, be honest with you, man. You can't just open up a fucking gym, buy some equipment, do some fucking hook some shit up to your body and run some tests on yourself and call yourself a fucking scientist. He's <laughs> not a goddamn scientist. Because said that a lot in the podcast it was like the research that we do. And I was like, oh, dude. It's no, not fucking research, not, hey, man. Exactly. LinkedIn account? Oh, God, no. no. I don't think I want to. It <laughs> seems right like here at the bottom. self-flagellation. Yeah, yeah, right here at the bottom, it says experience. And then it says educator, physique coach, nutrition, and muscle expert at MI40. And then it says, please note, I am no longer in any affiliation with MI40, Joe Bennett, or Ben Pakulski, and I do not recommend doing business with this company or oh individual my on any <laughs> Oh, man, that's like pettiness level 1,000. Holy, that's he is information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How petty does he sound? Holy shit. Wow. Uh so but yeah, I think it's this? it's all weird stuff. Remember, we were having that conversation in the chat a while ago, and I think, of course, Lyle poked holes at it because that's what Lyle does. And Lyle was basically saying that there are no high level athletes that really pay attention to any of this stuff. Like Paul said, like 
like nobody's paying attention to it. I know people are paying attention to it, but it's the people that want to make things super uh, to make it seem as interesting as, as it could possibly be. Like you're making you're making up imaginary lines of the lat and determining how you can train uh, those imaginary. They're not imaginary lines of pull, but they're they're lines of pull that nobody really knows if they matter that much. Uh, you know, I was talking to my friend Clark about, we talk about this kind of stuff, like the really sciencey, like biomechanic guys are usually the smallest and the bodies that you don't want. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a reason for that though, right? Like people who are like, who want something but don't have the natural genetics for it, they're going to try and learn the most about it. You know, I would I would make the argument that the deeper they dig into learning about it, the more they get caught up in the minutia and the more they miss the kind of big rocks. So and that was part of the Kassem was bringing up, you know, lines of pull and, and sternal peck and how and Angus said, you know, 99 percent of people don't care about like that kind of like optimization stuff. And and Kassem was like, no, you know, there's a lot of people who do care enough to like, you know, take advantage of something like a reverse banded hack squat and you know like a stern like a sternal peck emphasis fly or pressing movement and angus starts laughing he goes ah yes the big rocks <laughs> and i was just like, I died. <laughs> this guy but this but it's like it, he was like poking fun at him and i think he was poking fun at him so much because he picked up on the it's like when you when you if you're in an i guess i get into a lot of these arguments and debates but but if you realize you get into if you realize there's one thing that you can continue to kind of push, like continue to push that button over and over and over again, you realize the other person's going to get upset. You're going to keep doing it. And that's what he did that entire conversation where he just, he just basically was like making little puns and like poking fun at him the entire time. And the one thing he did that I, he kept interrupting Kasim. And I think that was frustrating Kasim the most because like not only was he interrupting him every single time he had something to say but then he was poking fun at him every single time it was like a very sort of childish way of making fun of him but it just exposed the fact of how serious Kasim takes everything that he does so this this seems to be the meme that kind of like sparked it all I think this one got like the most shares in terms of what I saw and like what like Kasim brought up as like the big piece that really infuriated him. He was like, like, I don't know why you would take a picture of me when I was in very like out when I was very out of shape or in very bad shape. And then like compare me to like some of the fittest people in, in the world. And Kasim was like, you know, like, do you know how like social media works and like how to like grab attention and how to grab eyes? It's like it's it's not like the captions that you write. Like if you want to engage with the biggest audience possible, you put together stuff like this and of course, it's not serious. It's like, have you ever used hyperbole in your in your life as an adult? Have you tried hyperbole? <laughs> that was another one that made me laugh. But this was the one that seemed to like piss him off the most. Was putting him next to a picture of like Rich frowning, suggesting that like Kasem is like is very hyper obsessed with optimizing training, and Rich frowning kind of just trains like like an idiot cross like any crossfitter like kind of like an idiot not really caring about form or technique and just trying to move as fast as possible you know that's funny uh, honestly th this is some some low-hanging fruit 
man. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it really is. But like, Kasim just should have let something like this go, man. Because people who are smart enough to work their way through this are going to be like, okay, yeah, that, that's kind of dumb. It's a funny photo, but like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, I think. If you just listen to the podcast and you don't consume any of Angus's like content, you might think that he's like a genuine just like shit poster, like a meme lord shit poster. But he really does have some some quality posts here, you know, some good information yeah. about like back squatting and torso angle and how a lot of people cue like a very upright torso angle and squat and how that's not necessarily the case. Um, he talks about like using heel wedges for squatting. I really, really, really like this video. I send it to all my clients that are super obsessed with like warming up and doing mobility work. So it's just him riding the bike. I mean, yeah. And that's it. So I always I just send think, that out to people that like. I just feel like this stuff. I mean, that... dude. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Nah, well, you're good. Go, go for it. I was going to say something probably worthless anyway. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Watch, watch this. Uh, so I think <laughs> a lot of the stuff that co and Coach Ka like Kasim got Ka Kasim. Fuck, I'm messing it up. Uh, I watched a lot of his stuff and I kept paying attention to it. And I will often go back and go, well, that that makes some. There's some modicum of sense there, but it's so deep in the weeds it's just so deep and it's a lot of stuff because you got to figure the people that are taking these courses are just your basic la fitness personal trainer probably or or even someone like i think he had mentioned that he gets some phds that take his stuff which how many phds do you know that actually train anybody i don't know yeah. any phds that train anybody at all so they're basically doing it for themselves um, First of all, how many PhDs out of all the PhDs you know? How many of them do you trust to write you a training program? <laughs> Brad Schoenfeld, one. Mm. I don't trust Brad. I don't trust Brad. He's not programming shit for me. <laughs> uh, ooh, um, what about that one? Oh, I almost called him a creepy fellow, but that's just that that may or may not be true. Uh, what about that Brett Contreras fella? Does he do some programming that involves anything other than glutes? Maybe. I don't know. He's a Ph.D., right? No, just glutes. Uh, no, trust me. Complete butt stuff. He, sorry if you're a nice fellow, Brett. I've never met you before. I apologize. Uh, I don't know. I don't trust. Yeah, none of them. None of them. No, 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 no. Eric Helms. I'll let Eric Helms program for me. I'll let Eric Helms do it, but I, I'd be, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would let Eric Helms do it just so that I have direct access to him at all times and I can just make fun of his weightlifting. <laughs> and then I'm, pay, I'm paying him to basically be my friend so he can't be like, oh, fuck off because I'm still paying him. So like, he, I'm just paying you to. But you know what, man? Eric Helms is a good example eric helms does not take himself very seriously like there's videos of eric helms like break dancing like he's just like a regular dude like he he does not take himself so seriously that i think if you put him in that conversation he would probably handle it fairly well because he wouldn't get so upset i don't think he takes himself that seriously to the point where he would get upset to the same level of kesim 
Kasim. Kasim is a very disagreeable guy. You know, he's not an easy guy to like his personality on the internet. But do you find it weird that he like he criticizes people on a regular basis? And in this podcast, he's being criticized and he could not handle it at all. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's kind of what Angus kept referencing back to was Kasim is very Kasim. Fuck Jesus Christ. K Dog. <laughs> our boy K K D Z K Money. <laughs> he he really is really critical of PRI. If you guys are familiar with PRI, PRI is like the woo woo kind of training of like breathing into a balloon before you do a squat and then like that extra core activation (laughs) breathing into the balloon and holding it like gets you greater like quad and glute activation and k-dog k-money is very critical of that stuff and then angus kind of draws some comparisons to with what the stuff that and Kasim's just like just see him like fuming as he's unable to uh and honestly, you know, Kasim, Kasim has some posts that I like. I, I've used some of his content before. Uh, he also has some posts that I find almost laughable. But, uh, you know, that's everybody. They have stuff that you can take and stuff that is, is less useful. And not everybody needs his and stuff. I, and some people will yeah, find it useful. a lot of beef. I think there's a lot of value in being as self-aware as like Paul just described, like being self-aware that everything that you put out there, some of it's very helpful. Some of it might, uh, some of it might not be the best stuff for everybody. And you can accept that. Like, listen, this is, this post is for a very specific audience. Like my mom doesn't care about the like optimal knee angles for glute activation in a barbell back squat like she just doesn't give a shit she never will there's no bringing her around to that point and your eight paragraph caption isn't going to get her there either you know it's like you can be the the perfect angle for the whatever head of the of the chest fly or whatever that's cool man but like that's not number one i'm going to number one i'm going to is i just want you to push some heavy shit and get stronger right i just want you to fucking push it and if you do that for a couple years and it's like damn that that's not doing it for you it, it does it for 99 of the population but not you let's try this fancy shit you know we got to try something else I think this was kind of the conclusion to the podcast as a whole. Uh, Angus says, after suffering through the entire podcast with Kasem, I've decided the only line of pull that matters to me is the one I do to my willy. Kasem didn't like that for sure. I'm sure Kasem was very upset about that. (laughs) Sorry, it took a minute for me to step that in. He has a section of his website that's dedicated to, like, Eastern medicine. I never... I never knew that he like like sells like a candle that you can put in the room with you and like you burn Ooh. it and it's supposed to cast them. Wow. How, do you pick, how do you pick and shoot? Uh, fuck. So God damn it. Um, so I think a lot of the failure inside of the exercise science or fitness industry is that we do a lot of shit that only applies to like half a percentage of the entire population. Like you're not casting, you're not, you're not helping anything in society. Like you're not attacking like obesity or like childhood obesity or like any of those things. Like you're, you're literally talking to 0.5% of the entire population of the world that cares about shit, like lines of pull. 
it just it, it's I understand that people are, are you saying <laughs> are you saying getting fucking yoked is not as important as those things uh he would never are you saying that, that my, my desire he wouldn't he wouldn't say that he did he definitely didn't mean that that, that yeah. my desires and everything i want in life is not worthy no no that's not all at all i'm saying i want you to get jack paul you that's it okay yeah yeah okay. everybody else that was uh, another that was another point that angus made right he was like 99 percent of people like don't care about this and castle was like taken back by that he was like 99 percent like you're like you're drastically overestimating that number he's like you know it's probably it like 50 percent of people that care about this stuff it's like really have you been to a globo gym recently you think 50 percent of the people in there like have their gym like bag packed with bands so they can reverse band their incline smith presses like i they don't they don't and they never will and you're targeting an audience that is so small saying you're 50 percent so of people? surrounded by it yes i feel like you get to say stuff like that when you have 50 percent of the following of kim kardashian that that's when we get to say that all right that's and that's the benchmark <laughs> that we can make how many jamie jamie look that up for me how many followers does kim kardashian have what a is lot. At these days? i'm gonna say she has like 15 million followers yeah. i'm gonna go she is at 320 million <laughs> <laughs> she's 30 million short of the u.s population <laughs> that's actually uh, sure she, she's got me at least on one that's of my insane. instagram accounts for sure uh, fuck. Does Kasim have half, half of that? I think he has 115,000, is what he Let's kept see. saying. Is so what he content is he at? He has 117,000. Oh, so, so not, if we do 117,000 divided by 320 divided by million. million. <laughs> 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 he has point zero three six percent of the following that Kim. Okay, so, so you can so make an argument guess, that he's close. So I guess we could say not that many people probably give a shit. Yeah, that's no. a fair assessment. <laughs> Uh, coach news has- Kim K posts her workout and it's all iliac fiber pull downs. <laughs> Look, man, I go into my Instagram post knowing at best 200 likes, dude. At best, great day. That's a good yeah. day. Maybe, maybe 80 day. likes, it could be 80. Yeah, I just don't understand why this fella takes himself so seriously. It's like, have whenever I think about where things for me started to get real like unenjoyable when it came to fitness was when I wasn't having fun with it when I really started to take it so seriously that I was all about like the X's and O's and shit like lines of pull and like getting just so bogged down with all the minutia that it just it wasn't fun so just imagine if you're on the other end of you know someone like me in the past or coach Kasim being super serious about it like that means you're a portion of your audience is like they're taking it super serious and they're not having fun with it and they're probably going to fall off at some point in time you know it's kind of like defending an idea becomes more important than like what you're doing and how you're impacting people like well it's like like when all the money you've made is wrapped up in the obsession and hyper focus on very small details you really kind of have to lean into it and 
continue on with that. You can't just be like, ah, just kidding. That shit did yeah, His shit would still sell so well. So yeah. fucking well. If he was just like, yeah, man, most people, they don't need this. But like those trying to really optimize shit or somebody at a high level or maybe this one muscle group, whatever that I'm talking about, like it can give them, it can optimize things a bit and maybe give them a little bit of help or edge. Like it would still sell so well and it would be very honest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a yeah. good point. The other thing that I noticed about the podcast is that if he, he calls himself a scientist, but he took everything so personally. So I think about when I think about the one thing I learn from having any sort of considering myself interested in science or, you know, starting to walk down the path of becoming a, a scientist, whatever that means. It meant that at some point in time I had to like not necessarily be married to my own opinions and be able to like willing to say like, oh, I may not be correct here. Like I'm listening to your side of this discussion. I'm going to you know, I'm going to take in all that information. I'm going to assume that I may or may not be correct. And then I'm going to reply like he was you could just feel it in the podcast. And he was just like, I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. And he was just like, this, he just is this the podcast hyper performance. Yeah. yeah. Hyper yeah. hyper for high performance podcast. It's I mean, it's it's a pretty funny the, the guys. I mean, reading these comments, I, it sounds like it was a pretty rough conversation. Dude, it was rough. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was very uncomfortable. Like there are a lot of moments in there where they both just kind of like don't. Was there like some dead air? Each other and they're just like, yes, yes. And then at the end, Kasim just like hung up. <laughs> he was just like, "Oh, thanks, dude." And then you just clicked the message, and that was the end of it. Angus chats to Coach Kasim. These is this an Aussie uh, podcast? Yeah. Yeah, yes, he's very the Aussies much so. are, The Aussies are definitely something else, man. Well, they live in a they live in a place where everything's trying to kill you all the time. They're hard people down there. Like, yeah, might get, might get knocked out by a kangaroo. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. There's spiders down there. Everything's just trying Ostriches to kick Ostriches running ass. wild. It's wild out there, man. <laughs> you can only live on the coast because everything on the interior of the continent is just trying to kill you. What I will <laughs> say is that. Kasim at no point um, punched down and talked about how small this guy is or how weak he is because he is not a he is not a, a muscle bound fellow. Can, uh, can I just say my favorite my favorite quote? Um, Angus was trying to lead him to the fact that his content speaks to bodybuilders predominantly, and Kasim kept pushing back on that. It's not content for bodybuilders. It's content for anyone who trains for hypertrophy, and. At one point, he was just like, "Like, have you ever trained anyone for hypertrophy? Are you like a specialist in hypertrophy?" And Angus is like, "Have I have I ever built a muscle? Like, yeah, man. Like, haven't haven't we all kind of like built muscle at some point in our life?" When I heard that part, all I kept thinking was like, "Does he even know his own content? Like, does he understand what he's trying to do? Like, it seemed weird. Like, I would never take, say, uh, let's say, like a." an NCAA wide receiver who's trying to go to the combine or getting ready for the combine. I'm not going to be like, Hey man, listen, this is how you have to do uh, your chest wraparounds in order to be faster in the 40. Like, so it's clearly for hypertrophy and you know, who is often very interested in hypertrophy, 
bodybuilders. So for him to sit there and say like, oh, that's not what it's for. It's not for a soccer mom or soccer dad. I don't want to assume the gender of who is I'm a soccer dad. So it it doesn't it's not going to apply to that person that's concerned about the three divisions of the lat if they just need to move. So who does it apply to? Probably bodybuilders. So am I allowed to still do that like pull down that I like to do or no? Yeah, <laughs> of course, because it's a great pull down. I'd still do all of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at any of it. I guess I'm just disappointed I, in uh, Coach Kathim. That was that seemed to be part of the conversation that Kasim was missing was that like not critical of the system itself. I think N1 is solid. The information that you're putting out is good. The secondary effect of it is that you've got people super obsessed, overly obsessed with their movement in a way that's not helpful for 99% of the population. Like that was, that was the critique. And then they fist fought. All he had to do was just you know say, Kasim is, uh, you know that uh, that single arm rope high, high to low row that I do that you invented. Pull down. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's what people call it or whatever. Like Kasim made a post and he was like, basically said he invented the variation of that movement and that anyone that posts it and doesn't tag him is like stealing his shit. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, no, like I discovered that before I even knew who the fuck you were. Right. And it's been an evolution over like, it was like a year and a half process where like I morphed a, a pullover into that. Like you're not the only one that can like come up with shit and make shit up. It's the like the first person that's ever moved their body and found something felt good. <laughs> Against resistance. He's the only person that can coin any of those exercises. <laughs> now I kind of think he's a douche just by you saying that. Now I'm like, I don't know about this guy at all. For a little bit, I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt he was having a bad day. And now that you you made me think about that interaction you had with him. And then even there's interaction with people that he's worked with where he's like criticized their YouTube videos doing his exercises and basically saying like, no, that's wrong. This is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, like you're misrepresenting the exercise that I invented. It's like fucking gross. I'm unfollowing him right now. Let me flash that across the screen right now. It's just a big screen wipe of what a douche. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I'm, I'm out of the loop on this kind of stuff, so I didn't really, I didn't know Kasim was like this. And then one day, Lyle commented to me, like replied to me, and said, "You're talking about the most egotistical man in our industry, or something like that." And I was like, "What? Where is that coming from?" But now it all makes sense. <laughs> you know what, Dom? Is that's where a, I got it from. You were the one that brought that up to my attention. Is there a scarier notification on your phone? Oh, Lyle, Lyle McDonald replied to you in a comment. <laughs> You're like, oh, God, fuck. I'm just going to burn my phone. I don't want to look at this. I texted, I texted, absolutely horrible. I texted one of my older friends and I was like, I'm so scared to open this Facebook messenger. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay though. He's still we're still Facebook friends, so he didn't block me. I'll tell you what, Lyle has always been cool to me, but like he has just straight up burned like friends or clients of mine that have like commented on my Facebook. I'm like, damn, dude, it's not that serious. It was like I have, uh, it was a couple a couple months ago. I think Elias made like an Instagram post and like referenced something that Lyle had said to him. 
It was like, you called my leg small or something. It's like, damn, even Elias remembers a yeah. comment that Lyle made like three years ago. I'm just like, damn, Lyle, like the dude's jacked. Be be happy for him. You don't got to like make fun of his gas, dude. <laughs> I haven't had any negative interactions with Lyle, but if I did, I wouldn't take him too seriously. I feel like that's a lie. I feel like that is a lie. <laughs> I'm sure that Lyle, it, Lyle is a nice, Lyle, if you're, if you're listening to this, I, I would love to talk to you. I miss you. I miss our interaction. He posted he, in, his, in his group. Yeah, yeah. He's an. I think Lyle. I think Lyle does a lot for the industry. And the one thing I, I as I get older, the one thing that I appreciate appreciate about Lyle is he just does not care about outward perceptions of him. So he just says things. If he thinks you're wrong, he's going to tell you that you're wrong, whether or not it's hyperbolic or not. He's just going to tell you that you're wrong, whether or not the delivery of that message is appropriate or doesn't involve any straw man arguments or doesn't involve like any direct insults about who you are as a human being, but he's going to get his point across and he just does not care about outward perceptions at all. You know, it, it kind of, it teaches us a lesson, right? That like, you know, how resilient you can be in business if you're just fucking good at what you do and you're almost always right. Yeah. And that's I also one can appreciate that people love to hate about Lyle is the man is always right. And when he tells you that you're wrong, he'll tell you why you're wrong. He'll support that with evidence and you'll pretty much have nothing to say back, which is a frustrating position to be in when you hold a position very strongly. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten the better, the better of Lyle once, but it was definitely in a conversation which he was not equipped to have that conversation. It had nothing to do with exercise science whatsoever. Oh, I remember. Um, yeah, so I've got I've definitely yeah I've gotten the better of him actually more than once, but it was on conversation that had nothing to do with exercise science because most of the time, inside of exercise science, Lyle's right. And it's because he still looks at things from a very simplistic way of looking at things where everybody else is trying to overcomplicate things such as Coach Kassim. Yeah, I can get down with that. All right, I got 10 minutes before I got to scoot. Let's listen to some voicemails. Let's see what we got today. Voicemails. All right, voicemail number one. Yo. Is there any sign that goes? Can you guys hear that? Why yeah. people don't age? You can hear it? <laughs> I can see. We can yeah, see. Is there it. any science that shows Asians why they don't age? It played though. The audio played. Yeah, it played. I heard it. Maybe I don't have my headphones on. Play it again. Yo, is there any science that shows why Asian people don't age? <laughs> okay, I definitely heard that one that time. Guys, um, what is it about race, man? We always get the race stuff on here. Is there any science? I would like to interject that Asian people do age, but they age in a matter of like 12 to 18 months from like the youngest person you've ever seen into like an actual fossil of a human being. That is my observation outside looking in. I see Asian people and they're either the youngest person that I've ever seen or it's like, that if I touch that lady, she's gonna turn into dust and like crumble on the ground. So I'm gonna keep my distance. It's true. Mind. I was actually told that by a Korean lady uh, in my younger years. She was like, "Yeah, if you marry a Korean, 
she's gonna be hot for a while and then she just she's gonna fucking disintegrate overnight <laughs> just like, <laughs> like so, somewhere around like 50 years until i paul yeah paul just took a shit <laughs> looks like he's having a stroke uh, i think i think this is very geographically determined with asians though oh like japanese no they don't age they have the best skin they have the right. best skin care they're they're just like immaculate people right yep. and then you get to like south korea and they're more like the um like i think of them as like the Dragon Ball Z characters of the world, <laughs> like the, the citizens of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I'm going to get canceled, all right? <laughs> no, 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 Paul's and here. The Chinese, Paul's here, the, Chi the Chinese are both ways. The Chinese are like, if you're, if you're aging too fast and you're, fat, you're, you're getting fat or things like that, you just disappear. The government just makes you disappear because they don't want you. And then the ones that don't, the ones that age well and stay in shape, they want you. They'll let you repopulate, but not the not the other ones. And then it's when you get like, down to like Singapore, Thailand, that area, that's just a whole different breed of Asian. I feel like people in Thailand, what are we talking or like about? Vietnamese, they're like like Vietnam, they're like super happy. So they're always like they just age well because they're just happy all the time. I feel like most Asian people. You know, that was some bullshit I, I realized. Like, let me tell you something for people that. Oh. <laughs> Did my fucking Wi Fi disconnect again? No, you're back. You're back. Okay. You, we, and, uh, I'm let back. Me tell you All some right. bullshit. So, uh, for the bullshit. Oh, AIDS dirty motherfucker. <laughs> This, this this segment is going better than I, I could have ever imagined. I have to I have to find my computer, dude. I have a really funny comedy skit from an Asian comedian that was. So, I have to find it and send it to you guys because it is fucking hilarious. He goes over like each type of Asian and how they talk, and then how you know where they're from because of how they talk. <laughs> Jay, there's a there's a saying about um, our African American friends that has to do with age, aging as well, and I believe it is that black don't crack. Is there any truth to that statement? Uh, I think if you look at the entire, I guess the the population of the the diaspora, if you will. Uh, I feel like we just don't I don't know what that's about I don't know if it's like the things that we use to moisturize our skin I don't know if it's like cocoa butter or shea butter or I don't know what it is I don't know if it's what whatever it is I don't know but I believe that to be true um, but I think we age in the same way that Asians do where we're like we look young until we're like 70 which I guess is pretty old uh, and then things just fall apart from there like my dad is 76 if he's listening to this he's gonna be like no I'm not 76 but he like just started losing his hair he had like a full head of hair and he started losing his hair like last year and he's like complaining about the it hell happened like, oh, to you? who knows he complains to me about losing his hair and I'm like ah, oh, yeah, I feel terrible for you uh, but he <laughs> basically didn't age until he was like 75 years old so I think it's that same deal I don't know I feel like Indian people also don't age. I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's just white people age. Oh, right in the heart. It's, 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 
guy. It's all that uh, privilege. Paul, it told me, it told me to tell you to record, uh, to reload your browser. Maybe that Recording fails. Paul Serafini, refresh the page to continue recording. So we'll see about that one. Uh, Dom, uh, Middle Eastern people. Age, don't age? 50-50. Uh, 50-50? Yeah, like the really rich ones just eat and don't give a fuck, so they age. Okay. Uh, I thought it was something about the spices, maybe. You know? Yeah. Maybe. The spices, well, the like Mediterranean diet is healthier, I guess, right? Is it like curcumin? Is that the thing that's in most... Uh, we a word that I've heard. Curcumin is that good for turmeric? Turmeric. Turmeric. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, that's. Are the they one. the same thing? We should know the answer to this. This is. <laughs> no, they are not the same. Thing. <laughs> Here's a good question: Is right. it turmeric or turmeric? Turmeric. There's an R in there. Hmm. Um. Jimmy got it in her head one at one point that she was going to do a turmeric uh face mask and sure. her face was like yellow for four, four days it was so funny it was so funny she looked like she had like the worst case of jaundice ever couldn't even take her out in public <laughs> her face looked like chicken, chicken masala yourself <laughs> chicken masala. delicious very delicious all right um we got time for one more here Hey guys, so I'm 29 years old. I weigh 198 after my morning shit. And this is the cycle suggestion from my coach. It'll be 16 weeks. He wants me to up my test to 500 milligrams right, for one to 16 weeks. And draw weeks one to six, 50 milligrams per workout. Gecko weeks one to five, 300 per week. Hey, dude, if you're listening to this, just just like, you know, shoot an application over and DM us or DM me or, or Dom or something, man. Uh. Oh, man, that guy's like, here's all the thing. out. Here's the thing, dude. You just called a random number that you saw posted on the Internet and confessed to using federally illegal drugs with dosages listed in a service that records your phone number that can track who you are we have no advice for you on the question that you asked but we have a bit of life advice for you if you see a random phone number and you don't know who's on the other end of it assume call it, is it, and say this. <laughs> assume it is the following three people the cops your mom and a 14 year old that's going to take whatever you say very seriously so please my guy my guy, keep this stuff. This is my name, my age, my five eight. Here's my social security. Here's where, here's where I can be found between the hours of nine a.m. and five p.m. Uh, I can read the next this couple. This thing isn't even trans transcribed hey, all the way. We we appreciate you for trying, though, dude. What's the next one say? I've got a. Oh, I know that one's going to be a good one either. I've got a butthole, a really pretty butthole. I can't it's listen to that. Good Whose number is that? Hole for looking at stuff. <laughs> and this he is, is uh, that's this is Palm on Beach County. 
I think we may have found a flaw in the system. We might yeah, need we to screen these. <laughs> I need to screen these first. See, I think it's the opposite. I think it's just the content that the people want to see. There's no rules on this stuff. So we posted only this. Three we got our, our th only three voicemails. Yeah, only three voicemails for today. Yeah, I think we things take time to build, Dom. They take time to build. Yeah. People are going to see this episode. They're going to see the feedback that we gave these people on the voicemail, and they're going to be calling in like gangbusters. So, guys, please call in. You got marital issues? Dom would love to help you. Is he starting up a new side gig? He's opening up a, a, a marriage counseling service. It's called Stop Make in. More Money. <laughs> <laughs> All your problems will go away. <laughs> <laughs> Make more money and learn to spoon. Learn to be big spoon. Yeah, like, ah, man, I think there's a lot of stigma around spoon size. And I don't think that we should put out the message that all men like us need to be big spoon. Guys, well, you're out dude, there, you're we all, fella. Am I the only one? Like, I hate being big spoon, dude. Big spoon is a bullshit ass role, dude. Uh, I, I, I can fall asleep. You got like hair in your mouth. It's like your arms stuck, it's trapped underneath the body. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. I can lay on my back, and you can like maybe put like ten percent of your arm on me, right? I overheat easy, like <laughs> that. I get sweaty. <laughs> yeah, dude. Over here trying to sleep. <laughs> I'm super lucky because Katie sleeps like a coal, like a hot coal. So it's like after about two minutes of cuddling and she's like get off me like, go over there I'm like okay perfect so this is where I wanted to yeah, be Dina's the same way she's like I'm getting hot move front <laughs> Jimmy's a goddamn lizard she's fucking cold blooded she uses me like her heating stone and she like lays out like this on me to maximize body surface area absorption of heat I don't even know I'm not big spoon I'm not small I'm like heating lamp at this point just you're heating radiating <laughs> I guess all right, guys, I got to fucking scoot. I got to get up out of here. Hey, call the voicemail line. That's point number one. Leave us some voicemails for next episode. Number two, don't be so obsessed with your movement. Number three, Paul's taking on clients. Fill out an application at getperformance.com slash sign up. Uh, Jay and Dom, they might be taking clients if their wives allow it. Do we have sure. approval? I have approval. <laughs> I've got it. All right. I'm pretty sure that she's like, yeah, make more money. So, yeah, there's that. Okay, sweet. Me? Leave me alone. I'm too busy. I don't want to hear from you unless we've spoken previously. Just go ahead and work with someone else. I'm not interested. I love you, but I'm not interested. The rest of you, maybe you're not interested in filling out an application. Maybe you just came here for the witty banter. Well, thanks for coming. We'll see you on the next one. And in the meantime, in between times, and as always, stay gifted. Bye. Bye.